Mike is a dear friend. Uh, we've known him for probably 15 years or so and got to know him more and more uh, over the last kind of six or seven. There you go. Just rescued a situation. And uh, Mike serves on the New Covenant Ministries translocal or apostolic team. Uh, we recognize this man as an Ephesians 4 prophet, prophet with a small p. We, we don't believe in titles, but gifts. God has given gifts to the church to strengthen and encourage the saints, us, for the work of ministry. And uh, we've had a delightful weekend thus far, Friday night, Saturday morning of Mike, just training us very practically in the prophetic. And I believe uh, he wants to do, uh, continue with that this morning. So I want to encourage us all just to have our hearts open and ready to, to hear from God and be encouraged and strengthened and equipped in how we can minister to others. So I want to ask you guys, if you wouldn't mind just reaching out your hands, we're going to pray for Mike and then hand it over to him. Father, thank you so much for this man. Thank you for the gift that he is to, to us. Thank you for the, the incredible impartation that we've already received this weekend, Lord God, for hearts that have been touched and changed and lives impacted, Lord. And Lord, I, I thank you that, that his heart, as, is, as with ours, Lord, just resonates for more of you, Lord God, just hungry for more of you and for, for your kingdom to, to move in its fullness um, in cities and in nations, Lord God. And we just pray, Father, for your blessing on him as he ministers to us. We pray, Lord God, that you would use him to speak and encourage and impart your heart, Lord Jesus. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Awesome. How are you today? Good. I hope the rest of you are fine as well. (laughs) But um, I want you to turn to the person next to you and just tell them it's not all about you. I can see that uh, some of you have looked forward to saying that to that person for a long time. <laughs> That's good. But I want to read from, I just want to get into this because of time limitations and things, but um, Psalms 81 verse 7 through 16 says, In distress you called and I delivered you. I answered you in the secret number, the secret place of thunder. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. Hear, O my people, while I admonish you, O Israel, if you would but listen to me. There shall be no strange God among you. You shall not bow down to a foreign God. I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of the land of Egypt. Open your mouth wide and I will fill it. But my people would not listen to my voice. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me that Israel would walk in my ways. If they did, I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my head against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe toward him, and their fate would last forever, but he would feed with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock. I would satisfy you. Father, I thank you that you love your people, that you so want them to hear your voice and to uh, operate with you. I pray that you will give me wisdom today to share Words that will help the people become all that you want them to be. In Jesus' name, amen. So God's always wanted his people to hear from him and to communicate with him. And uh, Deuteronomy, the fifth chapter, it's a story of of, uh, the mountain of God. and, And Moses goes up on the mountain and God speaks to him. 
And then God comes again to the mountain, and the people are terrified at the voice of God. So the people say, Moses, whatever God tells you, we will listen and we will do. But we don't want to go up there because it's too frightening. And what I've discovered that in the church today and in the world today, it's the same situation. People are still looking for someone else to hear God on their behalf. They're wanting somebody else to tell them what God is saying. And in John, the 8th chapter, 47th verse, it's an incredible verse. It just says this. He who belongs to God hears what God says. You see, God wants his people to hear him and to know him. Why? Because we can be facilitators of God's kingdom on earth when we're hearing him clearly at all times. What I've discovered in life, though, is... uh, People are always looking and wanting to follow somebody that can tell them what God is saying to them. But God wants to speak to us as individuals. In fact, in Exodus 19, it says that we're all a kingdom of priests. A priest would do what? He would go before God, and God would speak to him, and he would speak to God on behalf of the people. And that's what God wants us still to be, a functioning priesthood. He's called us to be a holy nation. It says in Proverbs 8, verse 34, 35, simply this. I've only got a few more scriptures before I start sharing some of these things. So this is kind of like an introduction. But it says, blessed are those that listen to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorways. For those who find me, find life and receive favor from the Lord. Forgot to tell you Friday night, or I didn't tell you Saturday, but Friday night when I got home, I already had an uh, email from American Airlines said they, saying they've upgraded me, upgraded me to first class to fly to Tennessee tonight. I just love the blessing of God. I love his favor. But you see, that favor is available to all of us. It's available to all of us. You can all be God's favor if you press in and listen to him and wait at his doorways to hear his voice and tell you what he desires to do. First Samuel 3, the, it's the story of Samuel, dedicated to the Lord. His mother committed him to God. But the first seven verses, Samuel did not recognize the, the, the voice of God. He thought it was his master, Eli. And he would go to Eli each time and say, Eli, uh, did you call me? And Eli would say, no, I didn't call you. Don't bother me. Go back to bed. And the second time, you know, I'm sure he would have thought, hey, look, I'm having a technicolor dream. Don't interrupt. Go back. And the third time, he says, look, this time, if you hear it again, this time say, Lord, your servant's listening. Because it says God was not speaking very much in that day. But God is speaking today. We're not living under that time frame. So Samuel didn't know the voice of uh, of the Lord. But Learning God's language is a learned action. In 1 Samuel 9, the 3rd chapter 19 to 21, it goes on and speaks of Samuel, this boy who grew up and became a prophetic voice because in verse 19 to 21, it says, one, he was recognized from Dan Terbathsheba as a prophet. And then it goes on, it says, and the words that he received, none of them fell to the ground. In other words, none of them didn't happen. But then the third thing it says in verse 21, it says, and God continued to speak to Samuel. How do you think he continued to speak to him? This is God speaking. (laughs) You think that was it? 
No, he didn't speak to him that way at all. says that he continued to reveal himself through the word to Samuel. You see, the more we take in the word, the more we see what God is like. So we can't separate the word from just a, a, a hearing God speaking to us. It's all intertwined. But it's important to understand that also, I believe, some of the prophetic things that need to take place, that a lot of, how many of you have had prophetic words that, uh, well, recently, I'll just tell you this story. I won't put it on you. I was at someone's house. They took me, they showed me their refrigerator, and they had a a stack of prophetic words pinned onto the refrigerator. I looked at them, and I looked at the age of the person, and thought these, they said, would you read through them? Tell me what you think. They're never going to happen in their lifetime. You see, I believe it's imperative that we understand that there are geographical territories for prophetic people to operate in. The dilemma is, in the day that we're living, prophetic people, some of them, feel they're prophetic wherever they go. And that's why a lot of the prophetic words never come to pass. They're speaking out of uh, intuition and out of their soulish realm to enlighten people and give them a hope. I think that God wants us to understand that some people's, their prophetic arena is only their local church. Maybe it's their city. Maybe it is their state. But you'll see all through scripture, there were some that they would say, a prophet, and this is the territory I operated in. But in Matthew, the seventh chapter, I love this portion of scripture. It says, if you ask your father for bread, will he give you a snake? I call it the how much more portion of scripture. I spoke about it a little bit the other day, and and it's uh, simply this, that none of you being a child or an adult having children, at some point you were one of the two. (laughs) But at no point did your parent raise you teaching you and instructing you in a language they couldn't understand, they couldn't speak, and you couldn't be able to communicate to them in any way. Nobody would do that, would they? No. You would think that person is really an ogre or something. But yet, that's how we've embraced God. Everywhere I travel, the church tells me how difficult it is to hear from Father. It's true, you got very quiet now because you know what I'm saying is true. It's the place where most believers struggle the most, and it should be the most simplistic thing because we are connected. We're a part of the family of God. We're children of God. If we receive God into our heart, we should be able to hear the Father because the Father is always wanting to communicate with us. But as I said, it is a learned practice. So I'm going to share with you some different ways. I'll send the notes to Steve. In fact, I already sent them, but there's no email here for me on my iPad, so it'll get to him later today when I get back to where there's Wi-Fi. But I've sent him all these notes, so he'll have them available if he wants to make them available to you. But the first way, and I'm going to go through them quickly because I believe God wants us to, to listen to him and minister a little bit this morning. Is that okay? First is an audible voice. I have to honestly say, I've never heard an audible voice. But in Luke three twenty-one through 23, Jesus, being baptized, the Father spoke, said, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And people heard it from all over. Even Saul, in Acts 9, verse 3, when God spoke to him, 
said, why, Saul, have you been persecuting me? Those soldiers around him heard, they heard the voice, but they couldn't see. So God does speak in audible voices. Two, God speaks in that still small voice. That's often how God speaks to me. He will speak a word. And I, it's like I hear him on my inner man speaking to me. First Kings 19, verse 11 through 13. In fact, all this, the scriptures will be in the notes. Three, God speaks to us. He says he guides us with his eye. Psalm 32, verse 8 speaks about that. How many of you, I, I had a mom that she could guide me with her eye. I knew about how far I could push her, and when I got the eye, I knew if I pushed much more, I was going to get a clop. Some of you know what I'm talking about. But God says he wants to guide us with his eye. In other words, where it's almost like a spiritual nudge showing us the direction of the way, making it so evident and clear before us. God speaks through angels. That's right. Hey, he spoke to Philip with, by an angelic host. Told him where to go. He spoke to Peter. Spoke to Balaam. Number of ways. Here's one that you'll eliminate immediately, and most people have eliminated it all together. And it's trance, speaking from a trance. God speaks to us in a trance. You might not know this, but that's how the gospel came to the Gentiles. Peter was on his rooftop, and God put him in a trance, and God spoke to him about Cornelius coming to him. And the gospel went to the Gentiles. And the Holy Spirit fell upon them as a result of a trance. But because our mind says that's the occult, we eliminate that from any way that God could speak to us. And I want to say to you, wherever there's the authentic, there's always a counterfeit. The only thing Satan cannot counterfeit is raising people back to life. He comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He kills. He doesn't bring life. The trance is simply this. Trances are a moment when you completely lose consciousness of your physical surroundings because you're overcome by the Spirit of God. It seems you lose your logic and overcome with what God is presenting to you as if it were exactly real. He speaks through visions. Hey, that's how I first went to Africa. Our second time I went to Africa, I was in, in a prayer meeting and I put my head down to pray and as clear as a bell, I saw this guy that I'd been through his country before. I saw him waving to me and saying, come, I need help. I called him and he said, yes, I do need help. Will you come? And we went that way. That's the second trip that I took to Africa. Um, God speaks to us through dreams. How many of you have had God speak to you in a dream? Let me just help clarify to you. A, a dream that comes from God should be very clear and very explicit. He doesn't try to hide things from you. He makes it clear so it becomes evident to you what he's really on about. I'm not one of these that believes a monkey means this and this means that and a rat means this and everything else. I can't find that biblically in the scripture. But I can find that every time God presented a dream, he gave clarification and understanding what the dream was. Number nine, or number eight, a visitation. Sometimes we just have, how many of you have ever had an encounter with God? Just a visitation by God, where he just overwhelmed you. 
He speaks to us in those times. Daniel had one of those times where he would just overcome with the presence of God. Number nine, he speaks through translations and transportations. In Acts, uh, with Philip, I keep saying, Lord, I love the upgrades, but I'd love to be transported. (laughs) The time delays just are too great. I'd just like to get there, you know. How many of you know, I mean, when I leave, I leave uh, Tuesday, I leave from Nashville, I fly to Chicago, Chicago, I fly to London, I've got six or seven hours in London, then I fly another 11 hours to South Africa. It's a long day. I'd like to just get, boom, over there. I wonder if the airline would give me a refund if that happened. (laughs) Number 10, God speaks through creation. Romans 1.20 says, no one will have any excuse because God speaks through creation to everyone. Speaks through scripture. We should embrace what God says to us through scripture. And uh, let me just say this. I don't believe God uses, sometimes God can bring uh, words that will cause our attention to come back to something that would bring correction. But God uses his word and he uses leadership to bring correction in the body. Shouldn't be just prophetic words, one to another. I'm going to correct you. He speaks through tongues and interpretation. He speaks through prophecy. He speaks through impressions. And impressions are the inward witness of the Holy Spirit concerning something. It can be either a sense of evil or a something good. Sometimes there are prophetic acts that God does that captures our attention. Agabus, the story of him. Uh, Paul goes there and Agabus takes his Paul's belt wraps it around his hands and says the man whose hands are bound if you go to Jerusalem you'll be bound and thrown into prison by the Jews how many of you know that didn't happen that way he was bound he was thrown in prison but it was the Romans that did it now under Old Testament uh, rationale that prophetic person would have been stoned because he was inaccurate but there's a grace upon God's people in the New Testament. How many of you know we see in part and we hear in part? We don't always get clarity on everything. And there are four things involved in the prophetic. You have revelation. You have interpretation. You have um, application. And then you have timing. And the immature wants to give it all. That's why we have wisdom. It says there's wisdom in the multitude of counsel. But God gives leadership to help protect. So Consult with your leadership with reference to things that you feel God's prophetically saying to you. They're here to help you. Because why? Hebrews says they're going to have to give an account of God for, to you, for, about you. It says make their life easy and a joy. Sometimes it's signs and wonders. He gets people's attention through that. Uh-oh, here's one you better hold on to your seat. Mind reading. Ooh, God speaks to us out of mind reading? Absolutely. Jesus practiced it himself in Luke 11, verse 17. It says that Jesus answered their questions before they were asked because he knew what was in their mind. See, God revealed their mind to them. Wouldn't that be easy for counseling? How many of you know? How many of you have ever done any counseling? I've done counseling, and generally, the first 55 minutes of an hour, they're just going around in circles, and it's the last five minutes you get down to the nitty-gritty. How easy and how wonderful it would be for God to reveal in their mind, say, no, hey, wait a minute, that's not really the issue. This is the issue. 
How did you know? Hey, I'm longing for the day, aren't you? This should make us want and have an appetite more to hear God's voice. Circumstances. How many of you know that if circumstances can force your hand? It's like the children of Israel coming out of Egypt. Hey, they had the mountains behind them. They had the desert. They had the sea. And they had Pharaoh's army. They didn't have many options. Circumstances caused them to move forward. But then it's good that... uh, they had a word from God as well. It said, enter the river, or enter the water. And God caused it to part. How about dance? I've, I've been in a meeting. I was in a meeting in Oklahoma. And this uh, lady who danced for the Oklahoma City Ballet, she began to do uh, ballet moves across the front. And just the presence of God fell on the whole meeting. People were on their knees just sobbing and weeping before God. God spoke to the church through dance. And God uses dance today. It's not the charismatic shuffle, you know, just one leg. It's, we're talking real dance. <laughs> you know, there's a, there used to be a commercial that said, what is done in Vegas stays in Vegas. You know, I believe what comes in the shower should stay in the shower. <laughs> Most prophetic songs seem to originate in the shower. I was in a meeting in Cape Town, and, and the, the, this little old lady, dear old lady, she must have been about 80-something, she, she came up to the pastor and said, Pastor, I got a song of the Lord. So he, you know, he just gives her the mic. Ah, you know, some of us, if you have a good voice, sing to the glory of God. Some that have a bad voice, they sing to get even. But you know what? She killed the meeting. The presence of God just left. The, the Holy Spirit didn't even like her voice. But she sang a solo. Solo, nobody could even hear what she was saying. It couldn't be distinguished what God was saying at all. And you know what? It took almost 45 minutes more for the presence of God to come back in the room. I remember just how sometimes God moves in songs and things like that. So uh, many years ago, I had a church ask me to sing a song. And the only song I had, or knew, or could was one called Rise and Be Healed. It's an old one from, I'm talking the 60s, that was an old one. And uh, I'm singing this song and I'm in the middle of it and this lady just stands up. She just stands up. And in my mind I'm saying, what are you doing? I'm singing this song, what are you standing up for? You know what, she had a problem with psoriasis all over her body and I got an email or a letter two weeks later saying when she stood up, from that point on, God healed her and in less than two weeks, there was not a sore on her body. You see, God can use even with ourselves, even when we don't recognize that he's wanting to do something. So there are prophetic songs. Sometimes they're physical sensations. Often when I'll minister to people, I will feel pain. And what I, I used to think I would ask the person I'm ministering to, and often it, that person would say, no, that's not me. But what I discovered, generally, it's in a very close proximity to that person. So now I ask the question, is there someone right here in this area that has this issue? And generally I found that they respond. But, you know, what we have to... I used to think that if I was feeling something, that was something, I was like a hypochondriac, you know. There must be something wrong with me. (laughs) 
I remember speaking in a church in Southern California and I had all the symptoms of a heart attack. And I said, oh Lord, if I'm going to have a heart attack, let me finish the preach first. (laughs) You know what he said? It's not all about you. I go, what do you mean? He goes, there's a man in the audience having all these symptoms right now. If you'll stop your preach, ask him to stand up, identify himself, I'll heal him instantly. So I stopped. I asked. This guy stood up right towards the back. He stood up. And as soon as he stood up, every symptom left my body. So I asked him, sir, do you have any symptoms? And he he goes, no. I go, sit down. God's healed you and carried on. You see, God wants us to be so sensitized that we perceive and discern how he is speaking to us. And that when he is speaking to us, that we utilize it for how he and what he wants to do. Sometimes there's what I call spiritual happenings. Exodus 7, verse 8 through 13 is a great one. About Aaron's rod. It bloomed to show the authority. And also not only that, but that when he threw it down, it became a snake. But guess what? The magicians of Pharaoh, they threw their rods down. They became snakes too. What makes that so significant is is this, that Aaron's snake ate all their snakes up. Because historically in Jewish culture, a man would write his history on his rod. And God was basically saying, my history is the only history that really is significant and remains. Sometimes God speaks through people, and that's where we get complicated. It's hard for a wife to hear from her husband when he might speak a word from God. And vice versa, it's hard for the, the husband to hear from the wife. And people, we need to stop doing all the faith with hints, you know? Leaving the Bible open on the top of the toilet so that when he goes, you know, underlining the verse or something, you know, highlighting it there. Sometimes God speaks through smell. I was in a meeting in Indonesia and just the most pleasant aroma came into the room as God was moving. And the people could just, as they smelt the aroma, it was just like the Holy Spirit would just touch their bodies. He does it through smell. This is the last one that I'll share with you this morning. But if this is how God speaks to you, I encourage you to seek help from your leadership. That's if God speaks to you through animals. See, that was the last resort for Balaam. God was trying to get his attention all along. And eventually, that donkey had to talk to the guy who was so thick-headed. And if that's how God has to speak to you, you need help. I'm trying to help you this morning. See, Revelations 19.10 speaks to us about prophecy, and it says... For the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And testimony in the Hebrew means do it again. You see, when we give testimony to the goodness of God, or we give testimony to what God has done or speaks to us or through us, it sets a platform for God to do it again in our midst. That's what we're after. Job 22, verse 28 says, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. You see, God wants us to understand that he's put that creative power within us, that when he reveals his heart, he reveals his mind, he reveals his will, and we declare the thing that God actually 
allows the Holy Spirit to set things in motion to cause it to come into existence. 1 Samuel 10, verse 6, and I'll close with this. Samuel speaks to Saul and says, when you get up with the prophetic people and you begin to prophesy, it says, you, when you begin to prophesy and you will be changed into a different person. See, the enemy doesn't want the church to be able to hear the voice of God. He doesn't want the church to be able to declare what he is on about because he knows what happens. How many of you have ever prayed for somebody and they got healed? How did you feel? And you felt like, where's the next one? (laughs) The dilemma is when you saw the next one, you prayed for them the exact same way you prayed for the last one, and then maybe they didn't get healed. That's why we need to be able to hear God in each situation, in each equation, to do what God wants us to do and how he wants us to do it. I think that's why scripture shows us when Jesus ministered, it was so diversified. He didn't show us one modus operandi of how to heal people. Let's just be open to hear God because God wants to use us to make a difference in and around us. Do you believe that? Our Pilates lady that was here Friday night, are you here? Won't you come up here a second? I'm done speaking. But people, I want you more than anything to just come to a place of, of hearing God. Knowing what God's saying, knowing what God wants to do, things of that nature. I, I'm going to come down there if that's okay. It's very important. I told, you, told the people that came on Friday and Saturday, uh, the most basic thing that you need to do if you're going to minister to people is have a mint. Nothing's worse than somebody ministering to you with bad breath. I've had it happen to me. And I said, Lord, into thy hands I commit my spirit. Get me out of here. You know, whatever you can do to get me out of here, do it. Because it's terrible. Come on over here. It's okay. I won't bite you. You can relax. She knows I won't bite her. Her husband would beat me up or something if I did. <laughs> I just want you just to, to, I just feel like the Lord wants to refresh you. You've got to take a chill pill, though. You've you got furrows between you. You're going to plant potatoes or something in there. <laughs> I'm not trying to embarrass you either. I'm just trying, I want you to relax. You know, this, she loves God so much. She's so intense to not want to miss anything. Even as I'm talking to you, his presence is getting stronger upon you. That's right. I just felt like the Lord says he's, he's going to cause a Manassas experience to take place in you. I've shared this word with other people. And that word Manasseh means I'm going to cause you to forget the pain of the past. And sometimes uh, we can do everything right. We can do everything we feel God wants us to do. And sometimes things still just don't work the way we think they should work. But what we have to know is that God is always going to bring good to us. He's always going to bring good because he's a good God. And even as I say that to you, just his presence is just getting stronger and stronger upon you. Father, I just pray that 
you would heal her heart. And that was the thing I kept feeling. As I thought of you, this, even this morning, sitting in the chair, as I thought of you, my heart would ache. And I just believe the Lord's going to remove the ache from your heart. Even right now, Lord, just take it away. I'm going to ask Deb, Deb, would you just come up, would you just put your hand on her heart there a second? Just put her hand right there. Lord, I just asked right now in the name of Jesus, you would remove the pain, pain of her heart. That's it right there, Lord. More of it, Lord. More of it, Lord. And Lord, I ask that you would cause a Manassas experience to take place in her mind mm. that she'll forget the pain of the past. Mm. That she'll just see your love and your goodness and how much you're for her and not against her. And I see your feet and it's like they have spirals around them and it's like uh, God could take you and just twist you into a place. But you have felt at times that you're a round peg and you've been made to try to fit into a square hole and at times you just don't feel like you fit. And I believe God just wants to release you of that today. Wants to release you of of all the, the thoughts of where you don't fit in and you've, you don't measure up, and you don't hear God. Those are all accusations and lies of the enemy. I break them off you now in the name of Jesus. I break them off you now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Do you have, any, have you had any ailments in your back? I think you're going to find it's gone because as I was talking to you, my lower back started to hurt. And then as I was talking to you, the pain left. So I feel like God's saying that you're not going to have that same situation that has harassed you. It's been like a harassing thing. Does that make sense? Does this make sense what I'm saying to you? Okay, I just want you to receive now, Lord. Lord, you you see her heart. You see who she is. Lord, you love her. Just release your anointing upon her now. In the name of Jesus. From this time forward, things shall change, not only with her, but within the family, in every aspect and every way. Let your goodness be on display. Let it be seen by all, that they can testify to the goodness of God. In Jesus' name. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Amen. You can just keep standing there if you want to. That's fine. You see, it's not about if they fall down, they don't fall down. I prefer people not falling down. No, because I find a lot of times they fall down quickly and then you just think, oh, it's done. It isn't done often. God's still at work. So just let God do his work. You know, I've got a friend that he has people walking around with him, but it's not to catch the people, it's to catch him. (laughs) We bless you, Lord. We bless you. Lord, I just pray over this church this morning. Lord, that these simple things that were spoken, that you will not allow the birds of the air to come and to steal these seeds from their hearts and from their minds. But this church will be a church that will be hearing you clearly, whether at work, whether in in play, whether in church, no matter where they're at with their families, that they'll hear you and that you will utilize them to facilitate your kingdom to come in all the facets that the people of this church are a part of. Lord, I pray 
that there will be an abundance of rain that begins to fall. Lord, rain speaks of your fruitfulness, Lord. And coming from California, Lord, the drought has been broken. I want to declare that drought has been broken in Chicago, Father. That we expect to see a change take place from this time forward in Chicago. Not only in Chicago, but in people's hearts and in people's lives. Lord, that you will release them into hearing you so clearly that people will come by the multitudes because they will hear. People hear God in this church and God shows up. Lord, that the prophetic will be manifested through this body in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We bless you, Lord. Just a real peace in here. Just a real, real peace. I'd like this couple, five, you two, you're a couple, right? You're a couple? Okay, just checking. I want you to come on up here. You guys just stand right here. That's okay. You stand right here. You, can, you guys are married, right? Not married. Oh, but you're a couple. Okay. What's wrong with you? <laughs> are you embarrassed? How long, maybe I should ask how long you've been a couple. <laughs> We've um, close to three years. <laughs> I think God's got your number today. <laughs> Are you the one, or do we look for another? <laughs> Lord, I just thank you for these two individuals. <laughs> thank you for them, Lord. But Lord, I ask that you would just remove all fear of the future from him now in the name of Jesus. And I have a picture of you, and it's like everything's neat and tidy in nice little boxes. <laughs> very structured, very organized and everything. And God just wants to come in and tear up your house. <laughs> Does that make sense, though? Mm-hmm. Are you structured like that? Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sounds like my wife, you know. When I'd get up to go to the toilet, she'd come, I'd come back, she'd have made my side of the bed, you know. <laughs> But I, I just hear the Lord saying, everything's going to be all right. That the fear, that it, it's unfounded. The, the thought of not being accepted is unfounded. And what God joins together, no man will be able to tear it asunder. Let me just see your hands as well. I just feel like God says he's going to use you in the area of healing as well. If you cried out to him to be, wanted to be used in the area of healing? Not necessarily healing, but just to be used. 
Okay, but I think he's going to use you in healing. That's going to be part of it. You're going to start to see, but God says he's going to put a boldness within you that's going to cause you to step over your fear and that you're going to dare to believe and you're going to start to see some things happen that's going to shake your world. And when it shakes your world, there, you, I see you like a Pied Piper. And there's, do you, do you, have, you work on a job and stuff? Mm-hmm. I see people actually following you because they, God has touched them through you. And it's like them following you and where actually you help disciple them and make them become what God has ordained them to be. So, Father, I ask that you would just release the Spirit of God in this man, Father. That the fear that the enemy would, would perpetually speak of inferiority and inadequacy and not able to, to be what you've ordained him to be, Lord. And that you're going to use him in the area of healing, Lord. We release that anointing now in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. And I just hear the Lord saying, you've walked like a ruler. Your life has been like a ruler. And you've walked very tediously, one step in front of the other. I just hear the Lord saying, he's bringing you into an inheritance that's going to be a spacious place. It's going to be, you're not going to have to worry of falling one side or the other. It's going to be spacious for you. Okay? Now you. Oh, Lord, what a... (laughs) Thank you, Lord. What is your name? Jessica. Jessica. Lord, we thank you for Jessica. We thank you that you love Jessica. <clears throat> and I just hear the Lord saying that, Jessica, you're special to him. That he has a real place in his heart for you and his heart is tender towards you. And even as I say that to you, uh, you haven't maybe always felt that way. But the Lord says that I just see him like putting his arms around you and just pulling you to himself this morning and just saying to you, you are my child. I am for you. And as I say that to you, the Spirit of God is just touching your heart even now. Do you you have a father here that's in this meeting? Not in this meeting, okay. Do you mind if I just hug you? I don't want to, you don't mind? I just feel like, Father, we just thank you that you love her. And Lord, even as I hug her today, Father, I pray that your presence will bring healing to her heart, Father. Healing to her heart, even now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you're trustworthy, that you're a good Father, that you'll love her and you're for her, Father. And there's nothing for her to fear either. Father, let your grace be upon her. Let your grace be evidence to those around her that see her and know her, Father. Lord, let your goodness be on display. Lord, I just thank you. There's a peace that's coming upon you that you're not going to know it from what it has been in the past. It's just going to be an overwhelming peace of the goodness of God. Does this resonate true with you? Is it true? God really likes you. You know that. No, you know, most of the time we think God has to love us, but he actually likes you, wants to hang with you and stuff. So, Lord, I ask your blessing upon these two individuals, Lord, that uh, issues that could be had will be resolved in Jesus' name so that you can uh, plan your purpose and things. Lord, we just ask your blessing 
on these hands. Blessing. These hands are going to be hands of compassion, hands of mercy. They're to see you touching and loving, and uh, you just exude love. And God says, you're going to, wherever you touch people, they're going to feel the love of God. So, Lord, we release that upon them now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you love them so much. Amen. You look okay. You look happy now. I'd like to introduce you. No. (laughs) Bless you guys. You who's sniffling there on the first, fourth row, won't you come up here? You got me sniffling right there. <laughs> I just want you to receive from God. It's more. He's got more. He says he's got all you want. It's got all you want. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. We just thank you that you love her so much. And just drink in that presence. Just drink in that presence. Yeah, you just drink it in. Just drink it in. God just wanted me to highlight you for the time being, so I'll carry on if that's okay. More, Lord. Yeah, that's it. Even as you breathe that in, the heaviness that's been upon your heart's just lifting off. So right now it's going in the name of Jesus. That's right, it's going. <laughs> More, Lord. Just take as much as he wants to give you. Take it all. <laughs> we bless you, Lord. You, ma'am, right there. You? Yes, you. Won't you come up here? <laughs> oh, me? <laughs> I'm just trying to administrate what I'm sensing God doing. <laughs> How you doing? I'm, I'm fine, thanks. I just want you to begin to receive from God. I don't want you to pray. I don't want you to ask for anything. That's, it. That's his presence already upon you. The reason, the reason I say that, I can see that, is I can see her eyelids just fluttering. And, and not, You just stay in there. <laughs> Come here, Matthew. I want you to see it. You can stand up here beside me and just watch God at work. You can just see the Holy Spirit. See, What we need to see and understand is the presence of God is already upon you. It's resting upon you. More Holy Spirit. More of your presence. More of your presence. I see you on a path, but the path has been a very windy path. And it's just ins and outs and ins and outs and ins and outs. And where are you going? I told you to stay there. Just stay there, keep receiving. 
Jeez. I don't want to be up here by myself. <laughs> and just keep assuming. But the path is where it's been straight, but it's just gone in all along. And I feel like the Lord said, He's gonna, there, that there's going to be a correction that takes place and that it's going to be uh, just moving straight forward. You're not going to be going to the left and then back to the right, weaving your way through. The Lord says he's going to make it a straight path for you. So he's going to bring clarity to your mind where you will not only see the direction you're to go, but you'll understand the direction you're to go and walk in and move forward in. So Lord, I thank you that you love this lady so very much. Lord, we just release your love and your anointing upon her now in the name of Jesus. More of your presence, Lord. More of your presence. More of your anointing, Father. More of your anointing, Father. In Jesus' name. Just, I just hear that, that scripture talks about how God makes the crooked places straight. He makes the high places low. And just so that it becomes a level walk. It's going to be a level walk, you moving forward. So we bless, Father, in the name of Jesus. We bless in the name of Jesus. Lord, let her know that you love her so much that that's why you highlighted her today, because she is on your mind. That's right. You're on his mind. He thought of you this morning so much. And at times you struggle with that. And the Lord says, I know who you are. I know your heart. I know you. Lord, we just thank you that you love her so very much, that you loved her so much to highlight her today. Lord, let the seal within her heart and her mind a knowledge and understanding that you are for her, you are not against her, and that you will bring good in all facets of her life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we release just your goodness and your love upon her now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Where you've been pushed away in the past, the Lord says, I draw you to myself. Where you've been rejected by others, I do not reject you. We thank you that you love her so very much, Father, and you're for her. I hear the Lord saying, change is coming your way. Change is coming your way. You've, you've sought the Lord about specific things and, and you didn't get all the answer that you were looking for or wanting. But I feel like God says, change is coming your way. It's going to be evident and it's, it's going to bring even greater joy to you. I don't know what the change is. He didn't tell me that. You see, that's, we don't try to discern or amplify or clarify for a person we just tell them what we hear and God will make it clear to them and it will resonate in their heart and their spirit and they can check it out with their leaders it might not be immediately but it can be over time you know God gave me a word that I would have a son it was nine years later because I was thinking how in the world is God going to pull this off by May this was February because I said I don't even have a girlfriend I'm supposed to get married I'm about son I didn't know how that was going to work, but it was nine years later that God did it. So God's timetable is a perfect timetable, but rest, just rest in what he's got for you here now. Okay? Okay. Bless you. Hope that encouraged you.
Good. Good. God is good. Yeah, you can go now. Oh, Lord. Seems like it's all ladies. Well, one gentleman. I feel like the Lord wants to say about your church that your church is a, a well, but it's going to be a well that uh, it's like there are other aspects to the well. It's been one well, and water's been coming forth from the well, but it's going to be enlarged to where it's almost like three wells in one, and it's going to be the other two are going to be uncapped, and as a result, the flow is going to be much greater in your meetings, and much greater in the life of your church. And I think that uh, God's desire is that everybody move forward and everybody hear his voice so that everybody can be a part of his plan and purpose to help facilitate these things. It isn't about just the leaders. It's everyone becoming all that God wants them to be. Uh, I don't know. You told me your name, but I don't remember it. You and your wife, won't you come up here? It's time. Yeah. That's, uh, that's two minutes or three minutes. How you doing? You're not nervous, are you? That's good. That's good. Look at your hands, how red they are. Jeez. God's going to use you in healing and stuff. Um, God's already used you quite a bit. I mean, just a little bit you've told me he's used you. But I feel like God says that uh, it's like you're on an elevator. And you've just been down close to the ground floor. That there's, there's going to be so much more that's going to open up before you. And I, I, but in that, and I just hear the words, because I know you deal with businessmen, but I just hear God saying he's going to open up boardrooms to you where you'll go in and you'll address board, board members. And God says he's going to give you such favor that it's just going to open one right after the other. One boardroom's going to open another boardroom, and it's just going to be like a domino effect that takes place. And that uh, there's going to be significant people coming into the kingdom as a result because God says resources aren't going to be a restrictive thing for this work and what God is doing, not only in you but in this church. And he's going to release the resources beyond measure so that uh, it, Chicago won't be an issue because uh, God's going to release the resources as a, as a result. And I feel like God's saying he's going to use you as a catalyst He's going to use you as a catalyst to do that. And he's going to use you in Healy. You're not worried about those things too much, but God's going to use you. And and I just see you have a real heart of compassion and God's going to utilize that to touch wherever, whoever you touch, you're going to, you're going to see an impact take place in their lives and hearts. So Lord, we bless this couple in Jesus name. We ask that your uh, goodness would be on display. And Lord, even like that elevator, Father, that it will go up. And I I hear the Lord say, you're going to skip floors to get to where he wants you to go. You're going to, it's just going to go right up to the, the, where it needs to be. 
and you're going to be amazed. And in the coming days, someone's going to open a door to you that you're going to be shocked about, and, but it's going to confirm in your mind and your heart what God is on about with you, and you're going to see a release that takes place directly as a result of that situation. So, Lord, we bless this couple in the name of Jesus. We ask your goodness to be upon them and that uh, your grace will be evident to all in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you guys. Bless you. One more? Is that okay? Won't you come up here? I know you've just been sitting there. Oh, God, let him call me. You. That's true, isn't it? I know. Her name's Jimmy. She'll take what you give me. <laughs> no, but I could, I could just tell you were sitting back there saying, oh, Lord, let him call me, you know. Just want you to begin to receive from him. <laughs> I'll sit down so I can relax and then you can. <laughs> Lord, we just, I just receive. Just begin to receive from him. Don't want you to pray. Don't want you to pray. I just see you like in a glass cylinder. And in this glass cylinder, you see all the things that you're looking forward to and all the things that you want. But you feel like there's been something just preventing you being able to enter into that. Is that true? (laughs) I just feel like God's saying he's going to just break that cylinder off today. And things you've been yearning for, things you've been desiring to take place, you're going to start to see them take place. God's had your feet planted here for a while, and they're not budging. It's like he's got them in concrete because he's going to use you. And you're going to be a, you're going to be a catalyst as well. So, Lord, we thank you that you love her so very much. We thank you that your grace is upon her, and I break that glass cylinder from off her in the name of Jesus. I break it off of her now in Jesus' name and I loose her into the fullness of your plan and your purpose in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just ask that you would fill her heart's content with all that you want that she is yearning for and pining for in you, O oh God. Release those things in the name of Jesus. We bless you in Jesus' name. And Father, this church, I just ask your blessing upon every family in this church and every person represented here today. Father, let the goodness of God be evidenced in their life. Let your favor be upon them, Father. Let them see your favor. Let them experience your favor. Let them know your favor in a tangible way. Lord, I ask for promotions for people within this congregation. Lord, I ask for wage increases. Lord, that your blessing will be evident, Father, that as they move forward, that they'll just see the goodness of God. Lord, where there are impossible situations, Lord, nothing is too difficult for you. I ask for divine intervention for this church that you will give them the exact property that is necessary for moving forward, Father. Lord, let your grace be upon this house that the city will know that this is a fountain of living water flowing out, meeting the needs 
of all and sundry in and about and around this place. I pray blessing upon them. In Jesus' name, amen. Blessing in the name of Jesus. Blessing, Lord. Your blessing. Just such a peace in this place.